Welcome to Basic Witches. It is Leah Knauer and Rachel LaForest. And today, you know, we're real family with our guest, Aunt Carla. She's <laughs> the best. She has the warmest, brightest energy, and she's a hoodoo practitioner. Mm. And the high priestess of the Queen Up Club Mystery School, where you might become a student after mm-hmm. listening. Yeah, she's so awesome, and we had a great talk about slavery and all the things that we didn't know because of a whitewashed education. Um, She tells us all about hoodoo and who can practice it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's a really good talk. You know her as Marie Lizzo on Instagram. And speaking of Instagram, you know us on there as at Basic Witches, your one-stop, two-witch shop for Tons of cute (laughs) merch, uh, custom intention candles, all of that is in the link there, or you can go directly to leahkanauer.com slash basicwitchesmerch. Yes, killed it. And I also have a manifestation course called Woe Manifest Some Shit. So if you've been looking to bring some magic in your life or you want some support, take this as a sign and join my course. I already have 10 students and it's been really fun watching them grow. Um, so yeah, you same. You know who else is a teacher? Who? Um, Aunt Carla. Oh, get learning. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to be an aunt soon. I actually. Wow. Yeah. Yay. Yay. A girl, a niece. I'm going to have a niece. Congratulations. Thank you. I mean, actually, I love being an aunt. Like, I don't have kids of my own, so I really enjoy having a niece or or a nephew, because then you're like, all right, this is great. Okay, you can go. You are (laughs) describing my future. (laughs) I don't plan on having kids. I'm hiding my mess here. Um, (laughs) You know, I mean, there's like, you. not everybody's going to have kids, you know? So, but I think when you're an aunt or an aunt, you have a lot of other, you have a lot of energy. And I think parents really appreciate that. So like I have friends who have kids and, you know, when you have a kid, you're like, you have them all the time. And there's a lot of things you miss just because you're stressed out. But then when you have an aunt or an aunt or uncle, someone to kind of take them over or or just kind of take them off your hands, they're like, yeah, let's go to the park. Let's do this really cool stuff. And, and the kids love that, you know, and 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 the parent is like, and and you also notice things sometimes that the parent doesn't always notice because they're so in the moment. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm excited to turn her into a little feminist, <laughs> whether he likes it or not. <laughs> Actually, yeah, my niece learned girl power with like a fist up. And yes, yeah, yeah they're like, doing a good like, job with her. Oh, that's, that's, and I think that's, I think that's also part of our, our job as like, as being aunts or what I call like a sharent. You're not a parent, but you're sharing responsibility. <laughs> oh, I didn't make that up. I got it from somewhere else. And, but it's like a, uh, Last Columbus Day, Columbus Day before last, um, my niece didn't have class that day, and she'd asked her mom, like, do we celebrate that? And her mom's like, well, no. So what we did was I took her to the, uh, I think it was like the American Museum of the Native American or the, or the Indian American. So I was telling her about the history, the real history yes. of, of Columbus, and, you know, I just took her through all of that, and I felt like, yeah, I did some good that day, you know, yeah. Yes. yes that's incredible that's incredible yeah. you're guiding her with the truth yes. hello hello 
<laughs> Hello, <laughs> truth. I feel like. Yeah, because like you're not going to learn that in school. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, I wish I was taught the truth. Me too. There's so many things that regretfully I'm learning about now. And I know that that's true for a lot of people, like with Tulsa Massacre and so many other things that we were not happened that we were not taught about. Yeah, because, you know, there's there's, there's parts of of history that I would imagine Americans aren't, but some Americans aren't really proud of. So they they deny it. Yeah, or they omit them somehow from you know from from history and then now here it is like years later we're just finding out about Tulsa or Juneteenth Mm -hmm. why all these things were happening but the beautiful thing I think that about hearing about it now that a lot of people are like wait a second I didn't know about that what is it what else don't I know about like Mm -hmm. what other stories have been kept from me so I think that's opening a lot of eyes because there's a whole bunch of stories that that have just kind of gone to the wayside and but I think oh. it's important for for us all to know like you know our, our history and both the ugly sides as well as the beautiful sides because there's both but you know certain things you know you can't just sweep under the rug because exactly. everything comes back exactly I just uh Lee and I were chatting before we hopped on and I was saying how like it feels like finding mold in the house. Like you want to address it. You want to, or, or earlier I was thinking it's like my roots, like my actual hair roots are like America's roots. Like I don't want to look at them, but like, and you have your hat on, you know, you have your like, trying to hide it. Yeah. Yeah. Embarrassed of our roots. I have to acknowledge. Yeah. And and oh, eventually, you know, and eventually you'll you'll handle those roots. You're like, okay, yes. I'm gonna get it done, and I'm gonna be like, I'm so sorry. You can blonde <laughs> again. Yeah, I'm gonna make reparations to did, them. But like, did you learn about these important things in school, or was it from your family? Um, no, I did not learn them at school. I think a lot of people did not learn them at school, mm-hmm. and a lot of people learn a lot of history that's kind of whitewashed. I, I can mm-hmm. say. About it from family, I learned about it from other books that I just read outside of, of right read outside of school. Or um, like I had heard about the Tulsa uh, riots or the, the Black Wall Street mm-hmm. riots. Um, actually, it wasn't a riot because they massacre. never had it. They never had. Yeah, it was it was a massacre right. um, from a friend of mine who knew a lot of history, and I was I was like, really wow, I had no idea so there's a a lot of stories like that or but I remember um like uh my husband and I are working on this project of uh George Washington had slaves well a lot of that's not new news but he had a slave by the name of Ona Judge who ran away and for the whole time and from the time she left to his death he and his wife were really trying to hunt her down. So we, we created the story about it. Like we created a, she, but then she got away. And uh, the story, the, the book is called Never Caught, just to give you, just to give away yeah. the ending, which is very yeah. cool. But she did, she ended up doing an interview much later in her life. Uh, I think she might've been in her eighties, like when she knew wow. that she was safe and she wasn't, you know, she couldn't uh, be taken. Yeah. But, um, uh, well, what was the, the point I'm trying to make is uh, in the interview. Yeah, yeah. So well, we so we we did we created like a new play or kind of like a, a conversation between Ona and and her and, and the abolitionist, the person who was interviewing her. So mm. we're doing like our version of that. So 
so back to whole George Washington, you know, people think, oh, George Washington, he was, you know, the father of our country. And, and, and I'm not to say he didn't do a lot of good things, totally. But, you know, he was also a big time slaveholder. And, mm-hmm. oh, there's something else that you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know in your, uh, they don't tell you in the books, that um, they did this thing when he was president. The, the, the capital of the United States was in Philadelphia, not D.C. like it is now. But D.C. was a free state, so uh, people of color, uh, like slaves, couldn't, uh, slave, you couldn't have slaves in Philadelphia. Mm. So if you, had a, if you happened to be coming from somewhere else and you had a slave, if you were there for more than six months, that means you had to make them free. You had to free your slave. But George Washington, what he did, he and his wife were very sneaky. They did this thing where they knew like how long a certain slave would be around. So when they were coming up to the six month mark, they'd send them to New Jersey or they'd send them back to Virginia and that would start the clock all over again. That's fucked up, right? That's so fucked up. (laughs) Yeah. So these are things that people don't hear about. So so like telling that story is something that's really interesting to us. But you know, other people are like, oh well, you know, I heard that slaves were raised like family members and i'm not saying that that wasn't the case but that wasn't for all the slaves all slaves right. didn't feel like that so i'm not you know not to bring all this down with all this other history that we don't right. know about, just to say that there's a lot of stuff that we don't know about and i didn't even hear about that until mm-hmm. a few years ago mm. so i think i think now people are a little more open to believing like oh okay well maybe you know, maybe there's other stuff I didn't know about. But then again, think about like magic, you know, here it is, we're magic versus what people learn in church, you know? So there's like a whole other thing because when we're, when we're doing magic, we are, the power is within us. Yes, I was going to say self-empowered, yes. Yes, exactly. Whereas like in certain churches, they teach you, you have to go to this building and this man is going to save you and you have to do all these certain things. But those of us who are practicing magic, we know the truth. We know that I can truth. save myself. There you go. <laughs> and like, and all this power, all these things have been there way before. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so it's just kind of like it's all up to us to figure out what that truth is for each of us. So, whatever that is, it's. I, I think it's just important for us to dig deep and find out what that truth is. Mm-hmm. So, how did you, Aunt Carla, get into magic? Well, you know. I had an aunt back in the day and, <laughs> and, and it's so funny that I call myself aunt now, but, um, my, I had like when I was, I was a little girl and I had an aunt, she's, she's no longer here, but she was, she was crazy. Like when I say crazy, she was really, she was, re- she could be really harsh and critical and stuff like that. And I would end up having to spend weekends with her. Like my parents would go away um, they'd go on a dance or something, and then they'd have me babysit her. She, I mean, she'd babysit me. Oh, and, uh, was that a Freudian? Yeah, 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 yeah. She babysit me, and then, <laughs> and then um, she would take me to like uh, like Saturday mornings. Virtually, she'd make me. Well, not make me, but it was just kind of part of the routine. We'd clean the house, and then we would go to uh, downtown to go shopping and go to the botanica. So the Botanica, there was like, you know, candles and, um, you know, other like little magical bits and bobs. And I never was comfortable, like she was one of those like kind of strict people that, so I couldn't, I'm still not like that as an aunt. Okay. So, um, (laughs) but she's really strict and I never really, like, I never would ask her anything, but, um, 
I could see things that she was doing. Like I knew that she was doing something. I didn't know what it was. And I imagine though, my first memory of what was going on was when I was a little kid, I was another one of those times my parents were away. I was staying with another aunt, like this aunt's sister. And I happened to open up a closet in my, so I have like these older cousins that I uh, idolized. I happened to open up the closet and at the bottom of the closet, there were these two figure candles that were like in the process of being burned, like a male and a female. And I was like, whoa, what is this? And I knew I couldn't ask about it, but I was like fascinated with it. And somehow I knew that it was the other aunt that had something to do with it. So I was, like, <laughs> I was like, that, you know, that other aunt, she did that. This is her because no one else talked about these kind of things. And I knew it was her. And I, I guess I kind of figured out that this aunt was trying to get this cousin married off because they were older. Like I was a lot younger than everyone uh-huh. else in my family. I was like late edition. So I think she was trying to get her married off. And <laughs> so I found like this little love candle that this set of like, love figurine candles in the bottom of this closet so that that just added to my fascination and then so whenever I would go and stay with her on the weekends um I would just like pick up little bits and you know dribs and drabs of things that she would do and um and I just I don't know just like or or she would buy these like little evil eye necklaces for me and she'd get mad if I lost one <laughs> you know like little things like that did she yeah. identify as a witch did she ever talk no, to I don't about it no no she and the thing is I never knew what it was called until mm. much later when I started actually studying it but I realized now she was doing root work or hoodoo oh. and I was like oh that's what we're doing <laughs> I have no idea. But the deeper I go into it, I'm like, oh, that's what she was doing. But so I never learned from her in a more like direct, like, this is what I'm doing. I'm doing mm-hmm. this, I'm doing that. But I got to watch her do certain things. And certain things kind of was like funny or, or just interesting to me. Like, for example, um, the Psalm 23. It's like Psalm 23 in the Bible is the Psalms, by the way, were created before Jesus was, was alive, before church, before Christianity. And in the hoodoo tradition, Psalms are considered very powerful. They're considered a book of, the, the Psalms are considered to be like a book of spells. And Psalm 23, like the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, is like a prosperity spell. So I would, so I remember times going to my aunt's house. She always had her Bible open somewhere in her house, open to to, to the 23rd Psalm. And I remember times when she would light a candle and she'd read the 23rd Psalm. And then she had like this spray, like, like, you know, like a house, uh, you know, like spray to make your house smell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like hoodoo spray. And she would, so she would read the, she would read the Psalm 20, she'd read the 23rd Psalm and then she'd spray it in the sign of the cross. And I always thought it was like the funniest thing to me. I'm like, what is that? You, you, you know, just like Lysol and sign of the cross, but it wasn't Lysol. (laughs) It was just like, that was her way of, of, and that was a spell. Like that was like reading the 23rd Psalm and it was like house blessing spray. That was the name of it. And, and that would, and that was like the extent of her, of that particular ritual. So she did a lot of little things like yeah. that. And, but I totally take those for granted now, but now that I've gone mm. deeper and I've been able to like actually study it and, and, and learn from others, I'm like, Oh, that's what she was doing. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. that made me wonder what 
what is um, your purpose for using magic personally, if you can oh, share? Uh, totally, totally. I am really interested in helping people help themselves. Like I mm. am a teacher, I've always been interested in helping people reach their goals. And, you know, like many of us, we were all, all interested into things like, um, you know, law of attraction and metaphysics and all these different mm-hmm. things that we read about. And although hoodoo was a tradition steeped in survival, I felt like for me, it's time to evolve it to another place. I'm no longer in that place of survival. I mean, I'm an African-American woman, but mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm no longer a slave. Therefore, mm-hmm. I, I can do things like write books. I can buy a house. Like I'm not trying to escape uh, you know, that, that, that same kind of oppression that my ancestors did. Mm-hmm. So I, what I've been doing is taking all these different magical traditions that I've learned and using it to help people clean up. So that's like this other, yes. my school. I love the title. Clean up. Yeah, so it's, it's in, but the thing is now, like I have a lot of males and, and people who aren't just like, you know, gender fluid people in there. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to keep that name or not, but, mm-hmm. but it's the idea of using this magic to create major transformation in your life. This isn't just about, oh, I, I need to be able to pay my rent this month. This is about what is the big transformation? I want to buy a house. I want to meet my soulmate. I want to change the world. Like I want to use magic and teach others how to do that. So that's, oh, that's like where I am. Incredible. Yeah. You're, you're empo- you want to empower others. Oh, absolutely. I love that. Yeah, totally like in that vibrating in that high frequency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as empowered women, that's what we always want. <laughs> we, we actually are not power hungry we want to spread power to yes. other individuals yeah yes. absolutely totally. yeah and just because one person has power doesn't mean that you can't there's exactly yeah exactly think about how much change we can create in the world when we are empowering each other yes. you're doing your thing and I'm doing my thing and we're, we're examples and reflections of right. each other so like you know you might be doing something that will inspire me respire inspire someone else to be like wow they're doing that I can do that I can have my own podcast or I can do this that you know and that's that's I feel like that's what we are here to do for each other yes. yeah. how do you see what's going on right now like as a witch, when you see the power dynamics, like what does it look like to mm. you? Now, when you say now, like which, which oh, well, there's like great so question going on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess um, with this current leadership and administration. Mm. Well, I definitely think that the current administration is making people go, like he's very polarizing, you know, this, mm-hmm. this, this leader. And, mm-hmm. um, Quotes, air quotes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And (laughs) because there's a lot of lack of leadership, therefore, many of us are looking to create our own leadership. We're looking to create change. Mm. We're looking to hopefully get him out. Mm. We're looking to to overthrow this this power struggle that we have been, that we have found ourselves in. Mm. So um, I feel like 
what's going on now is people, for one thing, like with the pandemic and then the lockdown, mm-hmm. people are also going deeper into their magical practices. And I, myself included for sure, but like, I feel like a lot of us are using this time to, how can I learn more about my, my path? How can I learn more about creating change? How can I learn more mm-hmm. about getting rid of this administration? Like, what can we do to, you know, hex the patriarchy? And, yes. Yeah, so there's a lot of that going on. So I feel that that in one sense, it's I'm not going to say it's good, but at least like a, there's a lot of mirrors being up. Like we're really seeing things as as a society that we haven't seen before. That I mean yes. that we needed to see, you know. So now we're like, oh, now okay, like people's eyes are open, like okay all right so what can I do to help what can I do to make change where am I going to protest you know who am I going to hex like like there's all of that yeah what what do you do to hex we're because we're 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 working on it yeah but but again because I'm going to go on that positive that positive spin I'm not (laughs) I'm not looking to hex too many people right now okay um my thing is, if someone comes after me, someone's like coming after me. Okay, I have every right to protect myself. Watch Elta, hex. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, like a few weeks ago, I did a uh, I did a ritual for I called it uh, justice, protection, mm. and unity. Mm. And it was also it was also during a it was a it was eclipse. You know, so mm-hmm. it was eclipse magic. So I felt like eclipse magic is also kind of chaotic, and I felt like how about let's go from love. Love is like the highest frequency. And if I use that, no matter what happens energetically, it'll still be okay. Like, like it'll, Mm. like you can't really go wrong with that. So instead of using that hexing energy, I'm like, okay, I want to protect the protesters. I want to protect Mm. people who are currently being oppressed. I want to create unity in the world. You know, I want people to come together. Mm -hmm. So that is just my choice. But I also know that there are definitely people, you know, hexing people. And and actually I do have a t-shirt. That's, I have a new t-shirt that I put out. It's called Hex Racism. Yes. I'm I'm definitely, you know, my t-shirt is, I feel like it's a walking spell. So if you get the t-shirt, you're like, that's right. It be, just by wearing that shirt, you mm. are—you were saying, you know, racism. Watch out! This is yeah, yeah, you're in trouble. But personally, my own magic—I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm wanting to send more love and, and higher vibrations out there, which I know for like a hoodoo practitioner, it's kind of not expected. But um, you know, I—I'm <laughs> not—I'm not—I wouldn't—I would never call myself totally love and light. Okay. There's a, there's a time and a place for everything. Yeah. I, I like to do, I feel like I do my best work though, by, by putting love on a situation and trying to raise the energy as much as I can. So sorry if I disappointed you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh love and light bullshit. <laughs> Sometimes, cause you know, like some people are like, love and light. You're like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cause there's well, dark stuff to this work. It's not but, all love yeah. and light. Yeah, there's dark stuff within us, and we yes. have, you know, as witches, we have to be mindful of that and work on those things. So we can't that. ignore the shadow work that needs to be done as well. Exactly, yeah. and I think that we need all kinds of witches, like yes, putting yes. both kinds of energy out. 
Like, yeah. let's get it from yeah. all sides. We're, we're, we're poking at the bottom with our hexes yeah. and you're like yeah. sprinkling the love on top. Yes, yeah. totally. And, and I think that there's, there's totally a place for that. So yes, yes, keep doing those hexes. And it's I'll like a seven layer nacho me. dip. We all got yeah. to like find our little spot. <laughs> and then where you can fit in. Yes. <laughs> I love it. So could you tell our listeners and myself, what exactly is hoodoo? Hoodoo is, okay, so when slaves originally came, were, were brought, not by choice, no matter what you're reading, no matter who oh. you've heard, um, Africans were brought to the United States for the purpose of slavery starting about 1619, and they came from West Africa. And there, as West Africans, they already had a spiritual practice. They already had uh, a magic that they were already using. But when they were brought forcibly, you know, to the states to be slaves, they were told, well, they were forbidden to speak their language. They were forbidden to, you know, to uh, continue their, uh, their magical practices. And they were sort of forced to become Christian, you know, to read the Bible and do all this stuff. Yeah, right. Like, exactly. However, when you know when you have when you are already kind of uh, you already have some kind of spiritual practice, you're not you're not going to easily let that get away. So hoodoo is it's like a mixture of different magical practices that slaves created once they came to the new world. So for example, um, elements of so. Hoodoo is also known as root work because you're also working with herbs. And just about every magical practice that we know um, incorporates some kind of herbal magic. You know, so there's some kind of herbs, you know, you might use, you know, some people use rosemary. And, and so when some of the Africans came to uh, different parts of, the, of, of like the United States, the South, um, uh, Cuba, Dominican Republic, um, Louisiana, like depending on where they ended up, that also uh, informed what kind of magical path it, that, that it became. It kind of, mm-hmm. uh, it informed, it, it sort of like it splintered into different things, but the root is all West Africa. But as slaves, their magic had to do with dealing with the an oppressed life. So um, before I get with to the actual like kind of spells that they had, um, the one, the people when, when uh, enslaved Africans were in, when they first got here, they also communicated with the Native Americans who were here. And Native Americans also had their own spiritual practices. They had, uh, they knew the plants that were grown here in the States. So there were a lot of conversations between African Americans and Native Americans at the time. So, and also there was sometimes there was some, there might've been like some marriages. There might've been uh, some escaped slaves went to Native American tribes. So there's a lot of, there's definitely a lot of mixing and communication going on. So one story that I love is when I heard that um, there's like a, there was a particular herb that was used by by Africans and when they came to the states they couldn't find it so they spoke to like their friends and Native Americans they're like well we used to use something like that here what do what do you have like that and they're like no we don't have that but we have this so hoodoo will incorporate a lot of um you know herbs and, and plants uh elements that they got from Native American uh practices as well so 
Uh, when I mentioned like my aunt had this uh, blessing spray, there was a picture of an Indian chief, you know, with big feather headdress on it. And that's sort of a, a like sort of like an homage to uh, to the Native American influences. So oh. back to hoodoo itself or root work, conjure, there's like these different names. Um, they're dealing with how to make an awful situation livable. Mm-hmm. So you have to remember that when slavery was going on, it was going on everywhere. It's not like people could easily, not like slaves could easily run away. If you ran away, where were you going to go? And also people ran away because they wanted to see their family. People had their children, their husbands um, sold away from them. You know, they like, can you imagine like having a child and then they're like, oh, well, no, well, We'll take you, but we're going to sell your child. You know, uh, people weren't allowed to get married. You know, so you know there was a lot of, uh, you know, women didn't really have the ability to protect themselves, so they were they were vulnerable to rape by not just their master, but like other men who were around. I know, I know. I don't mean to you know trigger anyone. No, we want to talk about you know, but this is yeah, this is the kind of stuff that was going on. Not to mention things like whippings, like brutal whippings. People were getting you know, slaves were getting whipped for all kinds of things. So what, so the roots of hoodoo, and I, and I talk about survival, they were about, okay, I can't run away, but what can I do? So there might be spells that have to deal with uh, domination. So that means like you might want to be able to influence your master so that maybe they won't sell your child from you, or maybe they won't sell you or uh, to protect yourself from, from beatings or rapes. Even there's, and then in like a more, uh, like, like we know how uh, African-Americans, there's a whole, we get a lot, there's a lot of trouble with the law. So there's a lot of court case spells, law, keep away, you know, um, how to keep the police away. So these things are really, they're really particular to the African-American experience. Mm. But if, you, if you're just looking at, like, because I know that there's some people who don't necessarily know the history of hoodoo, and they're like, oh, bend over. Yeah, that sounds good. I want to dominate somebody. And, like, it's not, the, it's like we're not in that same place. It's not like, you know, this is, like, those are kind of spells that you are using because that's the only thing that you'd have to protect yourself mm. against an oppressive master. Like, something mm. to maybe keep them, from beating you, something to keep them from attacking you, like that mm. kind of thing. But um, I don't like I, me personally. Like I don't necessarily feel the need, need to use those anymore. I just because you know I have the agency to move. I can get another job if I want to. I can leave. I can. I don't have to stay. We are not. We are no longer locked into you know into an oppressive situation. I feel like we do have at least enough freedom that we can move away. But back in those days, they did not have. That, that, that freedom. Another thing that people don't think about is slaves, most slaves did not have shoes and uh, different, um, different slave owners would grow like these certain kind of brambles. So it made it very difficult to run away. So these are, so, so a lot of slaves didn't own shoes. Like this is something that we take for granted, but it's like, so it's like, if you can't leave you and it's difficult for you to leave what do you do? Mm-hmm. So magic became a tool for, you know, survival. For, for survival. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But, you know, we still use it today for different things. And um, so I just feel like uh, it's important to know what it's about, to know the history, mm-hmm. but also, you know, 
but, but I think now because of the internet, we can learn so much more about other, like we can learn about things from Wicca. We can learn things from other pagan traditions and mix, uh, well, not mix, but just so much be inspired by certain things like astrology or crystals. Like these are things that aren't hoodoo. Uh, they, they, you don't really, they're not really a part of hoodoo, but because I have a lot of friends that use crystals or sell crystals or they do these other practices, I'm like, Oh, okay. So I will be throwing those things in to my practice as well. And I really, and I, and I, I like, I feel like it just, it kind of rounds me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Can anyone practice hoodoo or should that be reserved for uh, the culture that is, comes from? Yeah. $4 million question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because I, I have so many friends who aren't African-American who are like, I love hoodoo. And it's like, well, see, this is the thing. Um, African-American hoodoo practitioners are really, are really uh, possessive about this. And it's, it's hard to say, oh, this, is, this, is, this is like a hard question. I'm like, oh, no, ask me that. It's important to ask. So, I mean, the, the, the short answer is it's really reserved for African-Americans. Like you really want, if, if you're not an African-American, um, hoodoo might not be the best path for you. But having said that, there's, there's lots of hoodoo spells online. There's people who will teach you. There's people who aren't black, aren't African-American who are also teaching it. So I kind of feel like at the same time, how do you, you like the, the, the Pandora's box is already mm-hmm. open. So people have access to them and something, a conversation that, that I had with my husband who was white, by the way, he was saying, you know, it's not like, well, before I get into that conversation, it's like um, when you can learn a hoodoo tradition, a hoodoo practice, and you can do it. Like, I don't have a problem with that. The problem is when, it, like, when a person, a non-person of color says, I'm a hoodoo practitioner, or I do hoodoo. Like, mm-hmm. my thing is, shh, just keep <laughs> <laughs> okay, Because, like, when you do that, you are opening yourself up for people to come at you and call you an appropriator or a culture vulture, mm-hmm. you know. But I feel like, the, but I feel from a big like worldview, magic, who really owns it? You're like, I don't know who really owns magic. There's so many magical traditions around the world. And I've studied different things from different countries, different time periods, and magic is always there. Every culture has some kind of, you know, magical path. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, you know, before I heard about, before I had learned about what cultural appropriation was, I had learned from a teacher how to do, how to use like Norse magic. And so I suppose now you might say, oh, well, that's appropriation. I was like, ooh, you know, I did not know, but it worked. So if it worked for me, what, I don't know, how can, how can we really say? So there are a lot of gatekeepers or people who want to be gatekeepers and they want to police hoodoo, but I honestly don't know how you can. So what my, my husband was saying, you know, we were talking about, cause you know, I'm like, whenever I'm talking about this conversation, I'm like, what do I say about this? Like, how? <laughs> because like, I want to be in, I want to be inclusive. I want to be welcoming, but I know that there's a lot of people who don't feel that way. And I just mm-hmm. feel like I want to protect people to say, before you go out there, 
Don't be telling people that you're doing hoodoo. Don't be calling yourself a hoodoo practitioner or you're going to get burned. Like, sh- just sh- keep it to yourself. <laughs> but but um, so something that my husband and I were discussing, you say, well, they're the, 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 the relationship between even like masters, mistresses and slaves, it was familial in a lot of different ways. So let's say you are, say, say I was, I'm, I'm, I'm someone's nursemaid and I say I raised one of you since you were a little girl and I love you like my own, even though, yes, I know I'm your, I'm, you know, your slave that doesn't mean that I'm not gonna have some kind of feeling of care and love for you. So let's say I find out that you are with, you got married away and that man was beating you and he was hurting you. What if I said, if I said, well, I'm gonna give you something to protect yourself. I would be doing that out of love. And that doesn't necessarily make you a hoop practitioner, but I would be giving you a little, you know, something to protect yourself with. And why wouldn't I? Because there's, you know, those, those bonds are so complicated and, and people did have like a, a family feeling towards their slaves, towards their, the people who raised them, the people who nursed them at their breasts. Like people had wet nurses. They might've had a black mother, a mammy who would, who would breastfeed them. And so you're going to tell me that there's not going to be any kind of emotion shared. I doubt it, but it gets complicated when you realize that, that mammy can't run away. She can't leave. She's not free she's not mm. totally free mm. so there's a lot of complication when we when we when we talk about race in the united states mm-hmm. race in general mm-hmm. so i just feel like my feeling about it is it can be shared but you have to be really careful about who you tell who you mm. tell what about you're doing because because you know there's probably people going to take my hoodoo card right away now for you know for this conversation <laughs> But I, I believe in being inclusive. I believe in learning from each other because there's so much that we can learn together. And I think also by banding together, by banding all of our power and our magic mm-hmm. together, that we have so much bigger fish to fry mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. you know who do and who's who's who does and who doesn't. Like no, yeah. we you know <laughs> do and who don't. Yeah, who do and who don't. Exactly. We're trying to get rid of this administration. We need yes. what we can get every yes. layer, every yes. layer of the nacho exactly. dip. <laughs> but totally, totally. Yeah, I like, let's get together. Let's, let's I make was, it Yes. Yeah. And I, I always feel like, you know, either leave it to the professionals, like seek a hoodoo professional, like mm-hmm. I do for an astrologer, like I can't oh, do it sure. myself. Sure. Um, or, you know, learn the history, respect, and don't yes. try to make like money off of it, I guess, in yes. place of someone yeah. who's actually like renowned in it. Yeah. It reminds me too of the the protests where like we should be amplifying black people's voices and not like the white people rioting and looting because that's not our movement, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah, leave it to the the people who understand. Yeah. Yeah, it's you know, it's very helpful. And and you know what you just said about like researching, I think that is a big deal. A lot of people um might just try to do a certain practice but not really take the time to research it, not to really know what they're doing. Like I've seen um, even like a non-magical uh, 
example, like there is, there's like an Indian holiday called Holi, H-O-L-I or Holly. Mm -hmm. And it involves like these big colorful things. And so I've been seeing like non-Indian people do it and they're like, wow, this is so cool. But they don't know any, they don't know about how it came, where it came from. And, and I'm like, that's such a disservice. Like you're doing this thing because you think it's cool, but yeah. you don't know anything about the history. So I think, you know, mm-hmm. when any time there's, there's something that you might be interested in learning, I'm not talking to you, like anyone who's yeah, yeah. if yeah. you are, you know, interested in trying another practice or another tradition, take the time and do the research, like just study it and, and, and ask those questions. Like, is it okay if I do it? Like, will people, you know, jump in my shit if I do this? And, and I'm, I can tell you, yeah, people will jump in your shit, but I will never tell you don't do it. So that's, that's kind of how I feel about it. <laughs> just know what you're getting into. <laughs> yeah, know what you're getting into. Exactly. exactly. I love it. Um, what is your divination? My divination, um, I am a tarot, like I love the tarot cards. Nice. And, um, I had like one set of like a Rider weight deck for like 20 years until like last year when I first started doing the Marie Lizzo page. And then all of a sudden I got like seven more, like uh, seven more decks. I got Oracle mm-hmm. decks. I got a different tarot deck and I got the modern witch deck, you know, and it's like, I was a purist for like 20 years because I'm like, I want to learn how to do this. I just want to, you know, focus on this and I don't want to get anything fancy until I have a better idea of what I'm doing. And like I said, now I have like, you know, gazillions of bucks. But I do, I do appreciate that tarot deck. Tarot deck. Nice. Yeah. Love it. Well, I'm wondering yeah, if you could give us a reading. Are you open to that? Yes! I am! I am. <laughs> so what, what I'm going to do, I have um, my, my method these days. I have like a, this is like a, my Ooh. classic tarot writer weight deck. And then I also have this, uh, this is the Oracle deck, and um, Vintage Wisdom Oracle deck by Victoria Mosley. And what I like to do is, like, I, I'll do a reading when I'm doing a reading for people. I'll do a reading with the Rider Weight deck, but then when um, then I'll end up doing a uh, what do you call it? Um, I'll, I'll pull three of the Oracle deck cards. Is what I call um, what do I call them? I call them. Uh, self-care cards so like when you're yeah so sometimes they just give like a little extra what do you call it like a little extra insight Mm -hmm. so like i have it so it's a little of both i love it like three three of one three of the other so we'll start with card for the collective right card for the collective what what do we need to know what Mm -hmm. collective need to know about life. <laughs> what do we all need to know about life? Okay. 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 So I'll give you my left to right of these three. This is a very nice, very nice, very nice pull. Very optimistic, which is what I like. Yeah. Ten of Cups. Woo! Uh, then King of Pentacles and the Page of Wands. So oh, I like no. to read cards. It's sort of like a story. Like I feel like they tell the story. So the uh, so when I see the 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 
Ten of Cups? Ten of Cups, yeah. It's happy family. So depending on who's listening, what's going on with you right now, I know that we there's a lot of change that we're going through and, and a lot of uncertainty and a lot of stress. But when I see a card like this, this is a reminder that it's going to be okay. That when I see a card like the happy family card, you're going to work things out with your family. You're going to work things out with your mate. Things are going to work out in the end. As I say, if it's not over, it's not the end or it's not the end. Or things haven't worked out. It's not the, you know what I'm trying to say? Yes. So, so yeah. Yeah. So I feel, so this card, this, this deck for me, this, this reading for me is, this is, uh, things are coming through and, and mm-hmm. things will be better. You will be having, um, you will land on your feet. And King of Pentacles means if you are like looking for a job, if you are, uh, it, this is like security. This is just another reminder of security and, uh, oh. and, and like a leadership and, um, what else can I say about the King of Pentacles? Like the King of Pentacles, he's like this really steady guy. He's cool. He's collected. He's not overly emotional, but he's very secure. He's secure with his with with his finances, his, with his masculinity. He's a cool guy. And <laughs> the Page of Wands is the story saying, telling us that you're going to get a message soon, a text, call, email that things are going to be better. So, like if you if you're <sighs> thinking right now that stuff isn't happening the way you want give it time because you're going to be getting a message so if you're like waiting to hear some kind of good news to come through good news is coming so yeah this is like this is what's happening and the message will be coming to you soon so yeah (laughs) and then um let's see for the for the self-care great paul yeah oh thank you thank you i love it when i love I mean, they can't always be happy cards, but um, it's nice when, when you do have like positive cards. Yeah. And I, I give what I tell, what I call uh, BFF readings, like when people <laughs> want to work with me and I'm like, you know, BFF, like I'm your, I'm your friend. I'm not going to, uh, I'm going to be kind, but I'm going to be honest. Nice. So that's, and that's what a BFF does. And that's what you want from a tarot reading. You don't want someone who's going to sugarcoat stuff for you. Mm-hmm. You want someone who's going to tell you like it is. And but be, be nice about it, you know. You don't want someone <laughs> to be like, "Girl, I don't know why you did that." You know, like no, you, you don't. You know, <laughs> you don't want that. You want no more, judgment, but <laughs> yeah, you don't want judgment. You want someone who is a friend, and a friend is going to always see the best for you, see mm-hmm. the highest, and best possibilities for you. Passion, okay. yes, yes. Oh, okay. These are okay. So I, I feel like this is just on top of this cards. So, uh, this, this, these. The self-care cards are also very in, very much in uh, alignment with this other deck. So harmony. So harmony. I love this card. So this, these are beautiful. Um, very pretty. Collage. Yeah. This is a, the harmony card. So this is, this is a reminder to get into harmony or saying that you are already in, uh, in, in alignment with whatever it is that you are trying to create. And in the faith card, so I suppose this is sort of like have faith that you will be in alignment. Because as I said, you know, this page of wands, this message is coming for you soon. And celebration. Wow. Celebration. So that means like, woo-hoo-hoo. So this is another um just a, a, a validation that good news is coming and you will have something to celebrate. So Whoa. don't feel like, don't feel like 
If something is not going the way you want right now, then it is permanent. It will pass and you will get the good news that you were seeking. Just yes. have faith that oh. you will get to where you want to go. Yes. Okay. So synchronistic. You pulled the harmony card, which is like for music. And then you literally quoted the phrase that I want to, I want to put together a, an album. Oh, okay. Like a, that, oh. Just an album that I've made in quarantine, like music. And uh, one of the songs that I thought of is like, yeah, about how everything is going to be okay. And if it's not okay, it's not the end. And then you said that. I was like, whoa. See, exactly. Yeah. Repeat that one more time because I was totally botched. Everything will be okay in the end. And if it's not okay, it's not the end. Yes. That's it. Yes. (laughs) I learned that in rehab. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well, see, rehab is a good place to be, you know, I mean, as long as we get those lessons and we do (laughs) support. Yeah. So thank you for that reading. That was beautiful. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I'm glad it was a happy place. Yeah, <laughs> it, it all related. It all was saying the same thing, I felt like. And yeah. I'm, I'm from a family of 10, and it was the 10 of cups was happy family, and I never mm. put that together. Wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. And wow. 10. Wow. I'm looking forward to this good news. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's it'll always- help with the family. Facts. 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 Email. Cell. Yeah. Uh, anymore. Yeah, like I'm I actually did have to send a fax the other day. <laughs> yeah. That's what so you do now. You know, it's in a fax. Like, what do you yes. mean? I can't just send an email. What the hell? Yeah. It's so stupid because I use the internet to send the fax, anyways. Like, yeah, yeah. You have to scan it and then send it to like an, an online digital fax. Exactly. Get with the, get with the yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, Carla, where can people book you for a reading? How can they find or you? sign up for your school? Sure. Okay. So the the main, I guess, uh, one of the best places to find me is on Instagram at Marie Lizzo, M-A-R-I-E-L-I-Z-Z-E-A-U. And in that, like I have a link right there in, in Marie Lizzo that links to all of the goodies, mm-hmm. but I will give you some, um, I, I will give you actual, actual like links for separate things. So if you want to get a reading with me, um, you can go to cleanupclub.com slash chat. And I have like various kinds of chats that I do. I also do spiritual business coaching um, and uh, also spell work converse, consultation. Sometimes people are like, oh, I want to do a spell, but I need Ooh. a little help. So I do that. But I, I always say no hexes, no exes. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, the people who like want to hex other people or people like, I want to get my ex back. Like, no, I don't do that. And uh, <laughs> so no hexes, no exes. And or you just want to go BFF. So that's uh, queenupclub.com slash chat. And if you want to get my t-shirts, I have a hex racism shirt as well as a 100% that witch t-shirt. Yeah. My first thing that I ever did, that is at marielazo.com. So that's just a website where you can like buy all that, buy all those goodies. Um, what else? What else? Oh, also on, if you go to the, uh, the Marie Lazo page, like the link in Instagram, I have a whole bunch of courses. So every Sunday I do what I call uh, Sunday school ma- uh, magical master classes. So like today I did a master class on candle magic. So uh, yeah, and I love these master classes because people come in and they and get everyone is welcome mm-hmm. and they share. We all share like different techniques and like I, I mean I have slides and stuff that I'm teaching but then people will ask questions and other people are like oh well, what I do is this or I use this herb and I'm like really I didn't know that <laughs> and it's a really great environment for learning new things so every yes. Sunday 
So you can always, you can either sign up for a new masterclass or you can like purchase one of the replays. They're very affordable. They're like $17 each and they come with like a workbook that you can uh, use in your book of shadows, you know, so it's just a place to, to learn. And I love to learn mm. and I love to teach. So mm -hmm. the main place is the Marie Lizzo, uh page on Instagram. Otherwise you can just go to um, uh, marielezo.com. Yeah. Love it. Wow. Yeah. Beautiful. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, well, we like to end every episode with a basic blessing. So this oh, okay. is something we're each grateful for today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Big or small. Um, I have mine. Well, weirdly enough, I'm grateful for the pandemic because mm -hmm. we used to only record um, with people in person, which meant it was only people who were in L.A., um, and the pandemic has opened us up to being online, which has then got us to meeting people we wouldn't have met like you. Um, so yeah, thank you. And for our listener that recommended you to us, cause you're amazing. Yay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously thank you so much, Carla, for coming on and sharing your wisdom. That's such a, uh, such a gift. Thank you for that. Um, and I am also grateful for this foster dog that I've been uh, watching over the weekend, Honey. Honey, She's... I heard about that on one of your other... Oh, no! <laughs> it's just, like, so therapeutic to pet a dog. It's like being an aunt. I'm like, I don't own this dog. <laughs> but, like, I get to cuddle it for a few days. Oh, it's great. It totally Honey. <laughs> um, I'm grateful for, I guess... My students, for one thing, mm -hmm. right? my students, like all of the people who are like my students who are showing up from around the world. So um, cool. I'm so grateful that people want to listen to what I have to say because, you know, I mean, you know, they don't have to. So people show <laughs> up and it's, it's a really wonderful thing. And also what you're saying about the pandemic. Actually, I'm I'm also kind of grateful for the not the pandemic itself, mm -hmm. but how it has enabled people to get together in ways that we wouldn't have otherwise. Mm -hmm. And I knew I had wanted to teach classes. I knew I wanted to do more things online, but this, you know, the lockdown, the pandemic has kind of forced us to kind of stay in one place and, and decide, okay, I, I want to work more on my craft. And mm -hmm. that has been just, and then just to have so many other people feeling that same way, it's been just bringing people together mm -hmm. online. And, and yeah. I, you know, uh, another thing that like my husband and I, we've been doing a daily music video where Carla and Keith. I saw yeah. one and it was so cute. Yeah. We do a video every single awesome. day. So that's your husband on the guitar? Yes, yes. Oh. Yeah, so we do it every single day. And it was something that we created um, because it, gave, it gives us structure for the day. It was the first thing we yeah. do. But like now I put on makeup now, I get dressed, I get showered. Because, you know, a lot of people were like, I don't know what I'm going to do today. Yeah. Having that video, like, okay, what song we're going to do? What song? It gets us like focused mm. and, and it, we're able to do the other things that we need to do. So this, this pandemic has created so much opportunity, not just for me, but for other people. And I think, I hope that, people are able to find the silver lining that mm. you know, we're learning about so much about each other, about the world. Mm. And um, 
we might not have had this opportunity mm-hmm. if we were out, you know, out and about doing our things and be like, woo! So mm-hmm. there's 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 some silver linings here, and I oh, hope totally. that, you know that we stay open to that. So I'm grateful. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much thank for coming you. on. Yeah, thank um, thank you for I love on. your energy. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I've been smiling the whole time. Like you oh, just, yeah. I feel like I was smiling before we even got on. I could feel your energy was like <laughs> very smiley. <laughs> I'm a very smiley person. <laughs> Witches, this show is made possible by listeners like you who contribute on our Patreon. If you want to join the Basic Witches Coven, become a patron. And as a thank you for your support, we'll give you all kinds of witchy goodness, like card readings and custom art. We'll see you in the coven. Hexo, hexo. Basic Witches.